Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you motherfuckers welcome to hindsight i'm i'm brandon seriously ahoy motherfuckers (laughs) welcome to hindsight i'm derek as always i'm joined by i really do sometimes i do wish i was you brandon to be as positive about everything even when i'm wrong would be a gift that i would never want to give up it's like you are constantly in the matrix You know that that steak isn't real. And yet, when you bite into it, ignorance is bliss. That's why Cypher was right. Was he, though? We're also joined by by Matt St. Jack. Matt, tell him something about yourself. Tell him something about your show. The floor is yours. Hey guys, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I, I already I'm already jealous because you know, I, like you said, I, I do host a podcast um, called Anime Talk Twit or Anime Anime Talk. Uh, but uh, I'm jealous because of the banter. I'm already seeing that this is going to be a good episode just because you guys you guys feed off of each other's energy really well. So I'm glad to uh, be here. But uh, like you said, my name is Matt St. Jack. Uh, my show is called Anime Talk, uh, where we talk. I talk pretty much everything anime, whether it's rankings uh, for different shows, if it's, um, you know, different tournaments. Like I'm in the middle of a of a three part tournament right now um, with nothing but like old characters and kind of like a hand to hand combat tournament. So I do a lot of those anime movie reviews and everything like that. So, uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about me and about my show. Uh, show. So I got to get you on my show because my cousin would love to talk to you. He's told like you so. I, I told you anime so. head. He I is. don't watch <laughs> anime, but he would love anime. Also, you know, should I watch the Animatrix? 
you watch it's it? worth it. I mean, it's worth it. It's worth it to watch. Uh, I, I watched it. It was, eh, it was, you know, eh. it was a thing. It, it was, yeah, it was a thing. You know, what I mean, it wasn't a great thing. It wasn't a bad thing. It was a thing. It, it's like playing Enter the Matrix. Like you don't have to, but they all said that it expanded out the story a bit. So you were like, I should try it. And then once you tried it once, you're like, I don't have to try it again. Yeah, the Matrix take place before or after this movie? After? Yeah, I believe it's after. I believe I haven't watched again to your point. I haven't watched it to, to your point. I haven't watched it again. I think I watched it that one time, and I don't think I watched it again. So yeah, I think it happens between Revolutions and Revelations. Okay, but. As y'all hear, we are discussing the 1999 classic, uh, The Matrix, written allegedly by the Wachowski sisters. The reason why I say allegedly is because The Matrix was originally written by a Black woman, and I'm never going to not say that. (laughs) The Terminator was, too. I'm never not going to say that. Like, we're not, we're, I'm, I'm, I am not. I'm not trying to silence trans voices, but they stole from a black woman. So somebody's got to get precedence here. Hold on. What are you talking about? They stole it. Oh, you didn't know? No, I don't know. Oh, my bad. So uh, back in like 1986, there was a black woman who sent her script over to the Wachowski sisters. And she never heard anything back from them. So she thought that they, you know, just threw in the trash. Until 1999, when The Matrix popped up and was eerily similar bit by bit to her script, which was called The Third Eye. I thought The Matrix was made after Ghost in the Shell. No. The Matrix was created, I guess, back in the 80s. Uh... And if it was made after Ghost in the Shell, then they should be mad too. Because I saw a video and it was like, they took, it's like 10 scenes that are shot for shot from the original Ghost in the Shell anime from like 96 or whatever. Like just shot for shot from the anime. So I didn't know that story. So that's interesting. Yep. Um, it, it, It was... Spoken of back like when the second Matrix came out, because folks were commenting on how the story was so much different between the first story, between the first movie and the second movie, how it seemed more stilted. Like they didn't really have a clear path to how this trilogy was going. And it was said that it was because the first part of it wasn't written by them at all. So mm, well, that's interesting. Yeah. And to your point, I did look it up. So the Animatrix does fall in between the Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolution. Rev- yeah. uh, Revolutions. I get them mixed up. All the names start with Re. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> so it's like we're oh, restarting yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> and for those of y'all who are wondering why we're doing the Matrix now, it's it's quite simple. It's because Revelations comes out on the 22nd. Mm-hmm. So last yeah, wait, month, I'm excited. Oh yeah, crazy excited. Like the more trailers I see for it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is this is back to what I fell in love with. And um Me too. 
The Matrix stars the absolutely ageless Keanu Reeves. Like this movie came out in 1989. Brandon, when did Point Break come out? Before then. I thought you would know off the top of your head. I'm sorry. Sometimes I hit Brandon with numbers just to see if he's like this this one that came out. But um, it looks like he didn't age a day between Point Break, which came out in 1991, and this movie. And if you really want to go a bit deeper into it, also Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, he looks the same as he did when he was Ted Theodore, whatever his name was. Okay, he looks a lot older now than he did in the Matrix. He does. Can I, me. But can I just, he's not, can I just he's no say, Paul Rudd. He's no Paul Rudd. Can I can I just can I yeah, shout out to Paul Rudd? Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how I don't know if you guys have talked about it. I don't I don't know how I necessarily feel about uh the, have y'all gone through like the whole Ant Man situation? No. Let me have it. Well, no, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I, I, as an actor, I, he just is a very interesting face body just person for certain roles that they try to put him in that's that's all i was going to say about paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. um but i was just going to say can we just go ahead and 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 hint towards slash talk to the fact that we as a as a as a world as a universe we're completely like completely screwed out of the fact that we could have had Keanu Day, which would have given us John Wick 4 and uh chapter four of the Matrix on the exact same day. Oh, like we would have gotten both of those movies at the exact same time on the exact same day but because of COVID they they ended up getting pushed back so I thought it was really cool that the that one the two movie companies were okay with obviously dropping them on the exact same day and the simple fact that they both would have starred Keanu Reeves that would have been absolutely dope yeah my heart couldn't have handled it at all like Oh I would have been in the theater all day. I would have been in the theater all day. I would have just, just slept there. I would have woke up in the morning. I would have just watched one or the other. And then I would have went to go grab some more popcorn and come back and watch the other one. I'm already happy that one week I get to see the new Spider-Man movie and the next week I get to see The Matrix. Like, that's that's more than enough for me. If I had saw John Wick 4 at the same time, that would have just been like sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> so brandon you're well you know what matt you're the guest uh when was the first time you saw the matrix and what were your thoughts on it at that time so i remember the first time that i saw the matrix i was i can't the age eludes me but i know that i was younger because i'm i'm 32 so i was about 10 when it came no nine when it came no 10, 10 when it came out. Because you said 99 or 98? 99. 99. So, yeah, I was 10. So, I don't think that I saw it, like, then. I think I saw it maybe, like, a couple years later, maybe when I was, like, 12, 13-ish. Okay. Um, but, but I remember watching it, and I remember, like, immediately thinking, like, whoa. Like, is now, again, you got to remember, I was 13, 12, 13. So, at that time, like, the whole thing in my mind was, dude, is this a thing? Like, is this really what's going on right now? Like, is this really the world that we live in? Like, is this all, you know, like, is it all ones and zeros? Is it all fake? Like, I just completely went off the deep end. And I remember, like, trying to search stuff and being like, is the Matrix real? And is this this? And, you know, just trying to look up everything. Um, And then I was like, but then, you know, as I kind of grew up, and I was talking to somebody about the same thing about the rabbit hole that I jumped down when I first watched The Matrix, they were like, but think about it, bro. 
Like at this point, I thought I had rational mind, you know, a rational mind. But then like they were like, well, think about it. If you were in the matrix, would they let you think that you were in the matrix? And then they added a whole different, you know what I'm saying, mind blown uh, uh, factor to it. So I just remember watching it at, at first for, you know, the, the entertainment value. I just thought it was more of a movie until, like I said, I, I actually kind of finished the movie and I was like, hmm, like these are some very valid points that I could potentially see being a thing. So that was that, like I said, as a 13 year old, 12, 13 year old kid, I, I think that that was more so my mindset the first time I saw it. Brandon, when was the first time you saw it? I'm pretty sure I saw it soon after it came out. And I remember thinking The Matrix was the Truman Show with Kung Fu. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I thought at the time. And then as years went past, I've grown a bigger appreciation. I'm not uh, done laughing film. at you yet. You stop. <laughs> what? I mean, that's what I thought, and especially how it was shot. Your, your thoughts are valid. I appreciate your feelings. I'm still going to laugh at you. I've never heard that comparison. I love both of those movies. That's, that's, that's why I'm laughing, because I love The Truman Show. And I'm trying I'm trying to see the connection. So you have to let me have it. Please just 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 fill me in on the connection. Please. I love what the Truman mean? Show. The connection's right there. Dude, don't do this a to dude, me. A dude inside of a show that he don't know. What do you mean? Oh, so because he's inside the matrix and he doesn't know it, that makes it like the Truman Show would come. All the people, <laughs> all the people are him. That is the best tagline ever. Oh my God. If I forget to put that on the first tweet that I put out about this episode, please, please remind me. Please shame me for that shit because that is the best thing ever. Brandon, if I don't say it lately, and I know I say it damn near every time I, I talk to you, I love you so much, fam. I love you, bro. That is, that is the best. It is not. <laughs> It is not, we are not going to, we are not going to distill this down to the Truman Show with Kung Fu. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. That's what I thought, at least. It's still now, similar. I watched it last night. Oh, my God. It's not terribly different. You can add a little bit of religion into it. Yes, there is a God complex in this movie. Also, it wasn't until today because I'm 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 not you know I'm I've never said I was the smartest person in the world. Well, I did when I was a kid, and my dad whooped me for it. That was shitty. But it took me until today to realize that Neo and One had the same letters in it. Like it literally, I, it didn't. Oh wow! Me. It didn't hit oh, me wow. until today. I was 41 years old when I realized the Neo and the One. And I was like, okay, so does that make that lazy writing? <laughs> no, I think it makes a genius writing, and it kind of involve it kind of evolves the matrix even more now. Mm -hmm. Like now it's even more just because just because that was like a hidden Easter egg that they kind of put up in there. So this is this is totally different now. Took me all this time. Um, I was a freshman in college when I first saw the Matrix. And I say the first time I saw The Matrix because after the first time I walked out of that movie theater, I went back eight more times. Oh, wow. 
to see this was this was this was this was eye opener for you. This is religion right now. This is the church of the church of the matrix. Dude, you gotta you gotta keep in mind like this movie in 1999 was literally a game changer in so many different ways. Like just in the the uh special effects, the wire play, the thought of are we actually there? Like you said, like are we living in the matrix? Like now people are having that discussion. Um just everything like i was watching it today um between doing others other things and i was struck by how much of it i knew by heart and then i remembered nigga you watched it nine times in like the first week this is (laughs) instead of going to class i went to see the matrix oh man this is is for real when i went home to at that point in time, Maryland, I took my brother to see the Matrix. I took some of my uh, frat brothers to see the Matrix. Like I took everybody. Like I hadn't felt this way about a movie since The Crow came out in 1993. And it kind of hit me the same way. Like for Brandon, you know, you're Truman Show thingy. Um, mine was more <laughs> of the goth aspect of the Matrix. Um, the dark mono mono was it monodramatic mm-hmm. color scheme? The, the dark and the aviators, and everybody has a fake voice that's not theirs. Exactly. And <laughs> I just I wanted so badly to be able to take the easy way out. That's what the Matrix represented to me was the easy way out. Because I want to lay back in 10 hours and learn everything there is to learn about Kung Fu. Yeah. I, I want to learn how to fly a plane within like two seconds of getting to a plane. I would love it. This, this movie now represents open world video games for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can definitely tie that. I can get the, I can get the tie in there. And I don't even take you a step further. Like, I love... I loved, like, I'll be honest, I wanted to be Neo. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, dude, like, the life that you live right now, not even from, a, not even just from you being in a Matrix or anything like that. Like, bro, you had everything. Like you said, everything at your fingertips. You were the guy, the chosen person who was going to save humanity, the second coming and a messiah in the, in the, in the, in the cyber, the cyber universe or whatever. You were that guy. I was like, dude, I just want to be you, man, for five seconds. Granted, you got to deal with a whole bunch of BS and a whole bunch of craziness that's about to happen. But I just want to be you. I used to want to be Neo when I was first saw the movie. But like yes. I said, um, as an adult, Cypher was right. I'm sorry. He was okay, right. Let's, 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 let's talk like about my man, this. My man Jeff from the Jeff vs. World podcast, like he says, you know, Morbius is a scammer. So you got to. You know scammer. what? I, I do want. I do. I do want to talk about Morpheus real quick because I have real concerns. Real concerns. I didn't have them initially, but over time, real concerns have grown about Morpheus. You've been doing this for three years, but I've been searching for you my whole life, Neo. Yeah. Wait. Wait. What? You ain't gonna push up yeah. on me like that immediately. I mean, like, yo, if, if that that's kind of off-putting, the very first thing you say to me is, "I've been searching for you my whole life, dog." Like, 
Okay. Why? Yeah. Um, I didn't see him as a scammer. I saw him as John the Baptist. Okay. I saw him as John the Baptist heralding the coming of the one Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but okay. you know how you wonder how you know what you want to know why that's ridiculous? Yes. This is obviously not the first time he says somebody's the one. You know, he probably it's told been, clearly. It's clearly. been many times that he thought someone was the one. He I, I feel like he told Cypher he was the one too. At some point, I'm sure he did. He's either insane or he's a scammer. It's one or the other, and he got lucky. <laughs> so you think he just? You think he was able to? You think he was, he was able to kind of slot, look into look into this one and was just like, you know what? This just so happens to actually be the one. So I got lucky yeah. this time. Okay, yeah. that's, fair. Trinity, oh, that's Trinity, fair. I think this one, Trinity, Trinity. Listen, Trinity, listen. I'm serious this time, Trinity. This one, him. Look at his eyes. He has an Asian like here's, 10 years. Uh, here's my here's my here's my thing though. And and you very well could be right. It's Brandon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brand, Brandon, you very well, y'all very well could be right in this situation because the more that I think about it, like what did you tell what did you tell everybody else on a Nebuchadnezzar when you when you yep. when you first started looking? Like you had to tell them. So what'd you tell them? Like, hey, join my squad, join my crew, and we're gonna go find the one. You don't think that he told nobody on there, like, hey, uh you could be the one who's going to be the t- the communicator. You could be the one that's gonna be the shit, like you're supposed to be my shipwright. You could be like you don't think he told you know what I'm saying multiple people like that like you could be this person. I, I can't me, imagine that he didn't tell nobody. That. Let me take you out of this beautiful dream world to make you live in this shit world in a hovercraft and eat a protein fungus every day. How you think yeah. he convinced people to do that? Yeah, I'm just saying. I, that's, I'm, you may be right. You may be. You may be hitting on something. If anything, if anything, he was a. He was very much a. Uh, I look at it like that. And now that now that you said that, and you brought in that that aspect of it. I look at it two ways. Either one, like you said, he was John the Baptist, waiting for the you know waiting for or you know waiting for Jesus to come. Or he could. Would you also? Would you also say that he could be the other side of it and potentially be the Antichrist? Because if you think about it, and you're in that same analogy. You would say, okay, cool. So he went out to find somebody. He found the person that he was looking for. But he also brought he also brought the 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 negative aspect of it back into their world because by him by by him going out and finding Neo and trying to say that you know oh well, Neo is supposed to be this guy he also then messed up the reality that really was like his real reality by going out and, and starting and, and and instigating the apocalypse that was going to happen to his world. And he 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 did say, you know, I'm not supposed to get people out when they're older than children, even though there's no way Cypher was a child nine years prior. Mm-hmm. Well, he says he doesn't Joey know Pants looked like 60 years old. Joey Pants looks like he's 60 years old in this movie. And you're talking about <laughs> Morpheus told Morpheus told Neo, we don't usually take people out after their children. Cypher says yeah, like I, I I I know after nine years ignorance is bliss. So but um 
Yeah, no, I just want to say to all the folks who are listening, thanks. Um, y'all all know, look over at your significant other. Y'all all know you you use that Morpheus line more than once when you told other people that they were the one before <laughs> you before you got. Because if I have to go on Facebook or Twitter one more time and see a picture of somebody with a new boo talking about my soulmate, like you didn't call the one before them your soulmate. Your soulmate. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. But I don't know the real, the, the the most the most recent or one of the recent episodes, and I and I hate to I hate to to do the the the, the divert you know divert the attention or whatever, move it around. But like when I think about what's called, and I think about that episode, there was an episode of Rick and Morty. If you guys watch the show, oh, yeah. there's an episode of Rick and Morty where they do the uh, where they do that the what was it the finders or love finders. When they created the app, when Jerry created the app, I mean that's all. That's all dating really is. I mean, it's you find somebody, and you know, there's an algorithm that tells you this person and this person should be your person, and then all of a sudden there's something else that tells you, hey, don't this isn't your person, and you go find the next person. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so to your point, yeah, we've all used we've all used that line to you know to to accomplish our end game. <laughs> so the movie starts off with uh, Cipher literally trying to get. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar caught up any way he can. <laughs> so, hey, Trinity, what you doing? <laughs> you think he got the right one this time? Huh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Um, so hey, did you see that show last? Oh no, we don't have TV anymore. Huh? Oh, yeah, no, I did hear that on the line. It sounds like, oh, you're hanging up. All right, cool. Hey, did y'all get that? Did y'all get that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they are um Trinity gets traced into a building and uh Agent Smith, who's played by Hugo Weaving, who I just want to say real quick, his niece is Samara Weaving. It, that's important to me because she's played in a lot of new horror movies and new movies that I really enjoy, including Ready or Not. She was a lead character in that. Um mm. but he pulls up. And a cop is outside, and he's like, look, I run this bitch. I'm the chief of this motherfucker. I sent two teams in there to apprehend that little lady. You just out here and chill for a second. Agent Smith is like, nope, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And the first time, the the it, it, it fades over time, but there is still that twinge of excitement the first time that Trinity hovers in midair to kick that motherfucker in the face now you yep. gotta know in 2021 okay we've seen that we've done that it's been done a million times before just keep in mind the matrix was the originator of this g shit they started this gangster shit so when we're in 1999 watching this and before this we're getting movies like true lies and we're getting movies like uh clear and present danger and all that and then you come to this as an action movie motherfuckers freaked the fuck out in the movie theater they freaked out and then they well, showed you didn't her... know what was happening exactly they showed her running along the wall like running along the wall uh running up the wall and then running along the wall to to kick people through walls and shit dude the action in this movie is still perfect oh yeah for sure it holds up you you always hear people talk all the time about movies that can or can't stand up to the test of time like this is definitely one of those movies that you can like you said i think brandon you had said that when you watched it yesterday you it's one of those movies you can still watch today i still have a i still will have like a 
trilogy. I just put all of them on. You know what I'm saying? Just let them play in the background and watch them. You know what I mean? They, they still stand up. So. Mm-hmm. And so Trinity kills or beats up all six of the uh, policemen. Um, and then she calls Morpheus and she's like, yeah, we've been made, my nigga. Like, I don't know. The line's been, tr-. she doesn't say my nigga. That would have been bad. <laughs> I said my well, nigga. That- I don't want to get sued <laughs> because Carrie Ann Moss, like, I would never say the word nigga. <laughs> but she called and she's like, we've been made, my nigga. And um, he's like, yo, there's a phone like five blocks down. Get yep. there. And so they have a rooftop scene where she's taking off and the cops are running behind her and the agents are running between her and the cops. And she jumps across from one building to the next. And the cops are like, what in the entire holy fuck? How does she do that? And the agents are like, basically, they look at them and they're like, like this. And they do it, too. And the cops are then left behind. And Trinity jumps through another, uh, jumps off another building and literally like pirouette spin moves through a window, tumbles down the stairs, lands, guns up, pointing at the window, waiting for an age to come. At this point in time in this movie, we do not know why they are so scared of this man. But as we go through, we find out that the agents are literally, so I play Breath of the Wild legend of zelda breath of the wild and there's these characters you know what nah fuck that so i play mate i play metroid dread and there's these characters throughout the game that you can't kill but they can kill you and you have to go into their areas like you can't avoid them to get from one spot to the next you have to go into their area you have to confront them you're sneaking around and if they get vision of you you have one chance to counter their attack before they kill you it's a one-hit kill every time and sometimes you get lucky and you counter it and you don't know how because they change the timing every single time and you run for your life that's how they are that's how the the humans are with the agents you just run and you hope you make it through and so when trinity is on her back pointing the guns towards the window she's literally telling herself to move because she knows the guns aren't going to do anything to this person you right now are ahead of them you gotta get moving you gotta mm-hmm. fucking go we you got kids that are teenagers yeah do if a, if, if if kid austin watches this movie or his friends do they have any concept uh, pay phones or rotary phones, dude. Does, does no, they don't, he 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 was wondering why the phone. Like I, he would be wondering why that phone, the the slide phone they had, looked like that. Yeah, I just wonder. I feel it's like this is a movie that kids probably heard about and like, oh man, I'm gonna go watch it. And if that concept even registers with them, yeah. I'm curious well, you know, how they're going to make it work in the new in the new Matrix. Where well, if like, you look at it, it looks different. Yeah, if you look at it, it looks it's it, it looks different now. Like that's one thing I will say is it looks like I was looking at like looking at the previews. You can tell, and I love when movies do this. Like quick side note, I love when movies do this when a, when an old movie tries to comes back or does a new you know installment of it, whatever, and you actually modernize it. Like I love when movies do that. I know some people are like, no, you shouldn't do that. Keep the aesthetics. Keep the cl-. you can't. 
like when you come out with a movie in the 19, 1999 at the turn of, you know, the turn of the century, quote unquote, the 2000s, you do a movie like this. There's no way you can keep it that exact same way. If you don't make it more modernized and, you know, something that people can go back to and relate to, people aren't going to go back. I mean, some people are going to go back for the nostalgia feel, but I think that they changed this movie to look to, to your point, Brandon, to bring these kids and new generation in. So I feel like they made it look more like they made it look more like a new movie to where it's going to yeah. be able to, you know, tie tie both old people who are coming back in to the, you know, to see this from a nostalgia feel and people who may have never watched or kids who may have never watched it, but want to watch it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also set it up. They also set up the matrix to do this because they, um, in the in the in the in the movie, they talk about uh, Mr. Smith talks about how this is like the fifth incarnation of the Matrix or whatever, and they've changed it mm-hmm. many times. So mm-hmm. they set it up so say that you know if they the updated Matrix were to still be going, they just updated. Mm-hmm. It. And and you know it actually it's it's strange how that makes more sense now than it did when they first said it. Because when they first said it, the fuck is an update? Like, what? Like, you mean you bought a whole new computer? Like, now it's like, okay, you turn on the game and it immediately starts updating. So kids are like, okay, Mm -hmm. I feel that. But back in 1999, it's like, update? Dude, I'm playing a Nintendo 64. There ain't no updates available. (laughs) Ain't no updates. What's an update? Um, But Trinity dips out into the into the streets and she's running towards the phone and she picks up the phone she starts dialing and we find out at this point in time well we find out the agents can take over anybody of mm-hmm. anyone um and agent smith takes over a truck driver and hops in the truck and speeds at trinity full speed with this truck and he runs over the phone booth that she's in right as she gets Right as she disappears, I guess they get sucked into the phone. I never figured this part out. I they guess once they in get the into the phone, I know, but I guess when they get into the phone, they're they're they go back into their true consciousness in the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, going into the phone is like erasing that line of code, like getting them out. It's like um, what's that movie that free guy? Did you watch that? Oh yeah, I got it on a uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, it's like free guy when they're trying to get the dude out of the game. That type thing. But in 2000. I I really did enjoy that movie on a million different levels, but we'll get there later. Um, So they're like, yo, she got away. Yeah, that's cool. But at least we know the informant is real. And we have the name of the next target. and His name is Neo. And we go to Neo's house, Thomas Anderson. Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves. He's a filthy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He was living nasty, man. He living nasty. Yeah. <laughs> like I looked at that and I was like, oh, okay. We you just in the dark, just computer and just um yeah, yeah. You got you live in a studio, I guess, because your bed is right there next to your computer. And he's I bet you smell like number gym socks up in there. Exactly, and pizza. So is this part of the Matrix supposed to be Chicago? Or <laughs> I don't know. I think it, it to me it looks more it looks more New Yorkish, but I can see Chicago. So they uh, said something about a lake, so that made me think Chicago. Mm, that's fair. I see you picking up context clues. I didn't even think about. 
That's because he's trying to draw like, Mac over to the Truman something, Show. And something late. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's either Chicago or New York. It can't be. It's not going to. They're not going to do this movie for fucking Cleveland. So it's, <laughs> it's got to be one of them two. <laughs> so um, Neil's asleep at his monitor and something comes up on the news about a manhunt about uh, Morpheus. Um, and then on his computer screen, it starts typing, wake up, Neo, wake up. And he wakes up. Um, and then he's looking at it. It says the matrix has you follow the white rabbit. And then the text says, knock, knock, Neo. And just as he read at just, he reads that there's a knock on the door. Um, and it's some scuzzy ass grunge dude with his uh girlfriend who looks goth um because she's pale as fuck they all look goth um and he gets paid two thousand dollars to literally pull out a hard uh, a floppy disk no a mini disk mm-hmm. what was he doing gentlemen. on that mini disk that was worth two thousand dollars uh he might have been doing a freak or a crack or a hack i'm trying to think of all the stuff i remember from the 90s like do you have a freak copy of leisure suit larry um (laughs) but whatever it was it was illegal and he was like look if you get caught with this and he was like i know you never saw me and then he was like you need to come out with us neo and neo was like no i think i'm just gonna stay in and clean my house but then he nah, sees he was him. definitely about to go use one of them socks exactly but then he sees that on the girl's shoulder on her pale white ass shoulder is an even whiter rabbit and he's like okay i'll come with you to the club and they get to the club and fucking dragula is playing and that is the most college song I ever have heard because I went to school in Ohio and all of those white people fucking love that song. So let's dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of my Dragula is playing in the club. And I'm like, this does not seem like a club Neo would ever go to. Mm-mm. But it also doesn't seem like a club Trinity would go to. But guess who's there? And it's Trinity. And she walks up to him and he's like, uh, do I know you? And she's like, no, but you know my nigga Morpheus. And he's like, Morpheus. And then she yeah. gets real close into his personal bubble and she's like, I'm talking to you like this in your ear and I'm probably spitting a little bit, but you know what? This is how guys talk to girls in the club when they're drunk. And you, I, I've seen this movie and you wouldn't understand it unless you watch it with me because you're a girl but I know what you've been looking for and he's looking for you too and you need to get to him so you can get together. Do you know his name? Do you know what you're looking for? And Neil's like, The Matrix? Yeah. This is really... It, it, it definitely had him, this it definitely had him, him sound like a Neanderthal. Like He sounded like something was honestly wrong with him. I was going to say, this is him and his most Bill and Teddyist. <laughs> Like, like when, when John Wick came through, he knew how to act by that point. But with this one, I think he was still getting his grown man voice or figuring out how to do that after living for 600 years. Um, so she, after he says, what's the matrix? He wakes up, his alarm clock's going off. It's 918. He's late for work. He goes to his job. His boss is having a problem with him about uh, having a problem with authority. And his boss has a meeting with him where he berates him. He's like, whatever, you think you're special. 
he goes back to his cubicle and he gets a package. Package is hella slim and inside of it is a really fucking slim slide phone that I wanted. I wanted it because this movie had it and I wanted to be Neo too. And so Neo answered the phone and it's Morpheus telling him, look, I've been looking for you. You've been looking for me, but we're out of time. You got to follow my rules or else you're going to get caught up. And Neo's like, all right, cool. And he's like, make a left here. Y'all all have seen the Chappelle show skit mm-hmm. where he's ducking through all these things. And then it turns out it's Dave on the other end and he's a fucking janitor. And he's like, I was high, but Morpheus gets him all the way to a, a um, scaffolding and take it to the top of the roof. Neo's like, I ain't doing that. I ain't stepping outside. I stepped outside that window. The wind blew. And I was like, no. <laughs> so he was like, I'll just get caught. I will get caught. I'm going to holler at you later, my dog. I'm not doing this. Um, then the agents confront Neo in the interrogation room. And they're like, look. This scene is still freaky to me. Dude, we're about to talk about it. And they tell Neo, look, um, you've been convicted. You could be convicted of every computer crime known to man if you don't give up morpheus and neo's like you know what how about this instead i'm gonna give you the finger and you're gonna give me my phone call and agent smith is like cool 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 one thing though how are you gonna get a phone call when you can't speak and the nigga's mouth disappears. Mm-hmm. like it that doesn't was, even disappear. that was weird it turns into like when you have if you put marshmallow fluff into your mouth or or caramel and when you have toffee in your mouth and it just like melds your shit shut so all the mm-hmm. is getting harder too and then his mouth disappears and while his mouth is gone and he can't scream they literally say do you have the bug and they pull out this it looks like a drop but as they hold it the sheath of the drop comes off and this nigga grows antennas and starts scurrying around and big ass nope and they put it on his stomach. They they pull his shirt up. They lay him on the table. They put him. They they put the bug on his stomach. The stu- the the bug runs towards his motherfucking belly button and burrows through his belly button into his body. And no, thank you. That nigga should have bled the fuck out. Well, I agree. I agree. You imagine if they if right before his mouth had closed up, he was eating a Popeye's biscuit. And he had no drink and his mouth sealed up. <laughs> he would just die both ways. He would have been breathed either way. Straight to the well, Black Panther would be. Hmm? Should have bled out and it was brilliant. And here's why. They they did that that way that he didn't bleed and it was just like this weird freaky thing and that his mouth closed and all that. They did that so that the next morning when he woke up, he would think it's a dream as opposed to being real. Because if okay. they didn't take his mouth away because in his mouth he woke up like god damn that was a fucking weird ass dream that's Um, true because he's like in his reality you can't take someone's mouth away yeah okay so so, it was fake so cool yeah so he woke up and he was in no pain and he thought it was a dream and all that and he gets another call from morpheus like look we need to meet up if you want to know more about the matrix so he meets up underneath this bridge and it's raining so hard that it's literally like a river or a waterfall over one side of the bridge. I thought it was beautiful when I was younger. Um, Also, Brandon, I know you watched this on your home theater and the sound in this movie is incredible. 
Anyhow. Yeah, HBO Max. Uh, HBO Max has it in um, 4K with like Dolby, like Dolby Cinema and stuff. And so mm-hmm. it sounded like really, really good, really good. I'm sure it did. And Even so today. And so, um, a car pulls up, and Trinity is in it along with two other members of the group. Um, whose names are Switch and APOC, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, when I was 19, so yeah, when I was a kid, the coolest thing about this scene was that the car had suicide doors. And it was a four-door. It was a four-door, and it had suicide doors, and I just thought that was the baddest fucking car I'd ever seen in my life up to that point. And so they... Uh, get Neo in the car and uh, Switch immediately pulls a gun on him. And Trinity's like, I think you've been bugged. And I'm like, that's quick. Like that bug lasts for what? Like maybe four hours. Didn't really get to do shit. Just burrowed into your body and lived there for a second. And then they were like, we're getting, they pulled out. It looks like one of those vacuum tubes you use when you're at the drive-in at the bank. And you're depositing a, a check and it just sucks it up in the tube, the pneumatic tube. Mm-hmm. So they like a pneumatic tube with uh, prongs. And they put the pneumatic tube over his belly button and they start searching for this bug. And when they found it, again, they rip it out of his belly button and you can literally see the guts and, and, and meat around this bug. So if he didn't die when they put it in, he should have died when they took it out. Yeah, it was kind of strange. It was, because, a big, it, was, it was a little blender. Right. And so they're like, all right, let's throw it out the window. Now let's get you with, uh, let's, let's get you to uh, Morpheus. And Morpheus is like, I've been searching for you my whole life. And asks if Neo feels like Alice in Wonderland falling down the rabbit hole. And this one, he explains to him that they exist in the Matrix. And he's like, you know what? I could tell you about it but it's easier if i show you if you take the blue pill he he pulls out two pills which is what everybody remembers from the trailer if you take the blue pill you'll go back to your bed and you'll never know how deep the rabbit hole can really go but if you take this red pill you get to stay in wonderland and i get to show you so stephanie told me that the red that that red pill was like some incel thing now it is. Did you know that? Yes, because uh, what incels have done is they have convinced themselves that most people don't see the world and women the way that they see the world. So if you take the red pill when they're first trying to recruit you into being an incel or when you're first trying to get into the group, that means that you want to believe what they believe. Hmm. <laughs> We were talking the other day and there was some YouTube channel called like Red Pill something. There's like these black dudes being like uh, super like uh, sexist. And I was like, what are, why are they called Red Pill? I had no idea. And I had never put that together yep. <laughs> until like the last week or so, yep. which is absurd. So are you taking the blue pill or the red pill? Because t- a lot of people say they would take the red pill, but most people would take the blue pill. You know, honestly... I will probably take the blue pill. 
um, because I don't want to find out that I'm actually in a wasteland and I don't want to have to live on a hovercraft to smell people's farts all day. And I don't want to have to eat slop instead of steak. And I mean, the Kung Fu is good, but there's no sunshine and I get seasonal, I get depression and seasonal depression, which means all the time depression. And I need sunshine in my life. Um, Nah, I probably blue pill it. I probably be like, I'm glad you spent all this time looking for me. It makes you feel really special. Um, (laughs) Here's here's at that point in time. Here's my aim code. You can go ahead and hit me up there or else on ICQ or in the Yahoo chat rooms. My Yahoo <laughs> chat room name is Neil is the one, but I got to go, dog. Like, if you need me to make you anything on a mini disc, I got you, but I'm not going with you. I'm not going in there. Yeah. But he takes a red uh, pill. What about you, Matt? What would you do? Uh, I don't know, man. I Honestly... It's a tough it's a tough decision for me, right? Because you gotta think about it. We're also going off of and it's easy to it's easy to have that conversation now mm-hmm. um, because we know what happens when you take the pill. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like like we're going into it with the mindset of like, okay, well, which one would you take? Like it's subjective based off of like which one would you honestly do? But you know what ends up happening if you take one or the other now. Mm-hmm. But like if you were if you were there at that specific moment. I don't know, man. I, I honestly, honestly, I think I would have probably, I probably would have taken the blue pill. I probably would have taken the blue pill just, so just because I. I'll keep going. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you good? What's up? I was gonna say y'all are looking at it way different than me because I'm looking at it in the world of Neo. If I'm in this world, if I'm living. And some black dude with a weird ass suit and glasses that don't have no arms on it came up to me and asked me to take pills, and he's gonna tell me the truth about the world. I'm fucking walking out the fucking door. What are you talking about? I'm not taking either pill. Well, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. So my, I'm saying it from a sense. From let's say I'm I'm basing it off of if somebody was coming to me right now, and I didn't know either one. I just was like, hey, you know what? This dude, like you said, this dude offered me a pill. Now, I will say this, and this may sound bad, and I don't know how y'all, you know, conduct and how y'all run y'all show, but this may sound bad. I would feel, if I was a white male about to take a pill from a black male, I think I'd feel, I think I'd feel a little bit better than if I was a black male about to take a pill from a white dude. I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting that out there, because if a white dude came to me, it was just like, hey, man, <laughs> I got a pill for you, dog. Which one you want? Like, no, neither one of these, because you, you you, I, I'm assuming that I'm assuming that Morpheus in that situation would have looked more like Cipher, yep. and and I and I don't trust that at all. No, I've seen this play out way too many times. I, I don't want I want no parts of this. So if that if that like you said, if it was reversed, I definitely would have took the red pill and I would have took my happy ass on home, or I would have just slapped him in the face right then and there and said, "Say no to drugs." But in this situation, I probably would have taken the blue pill. Just because I'm adventurous, I like to be adventurous. And if you're gonna tell me that you're about to tell me something that I don't already know about myself, you're about to over, you know, you're about to uh Aladdin me and show me a whole new world, I'm I'm probably down for it. Let's go. You know what? The thing is for me, I I know that I mean, if we're living his life, and this is completely if we're living Neo's life. Neo's been searching for Morpheus just like Morpheus has been searching for Neo. 
and he's been searching mm-hmm. for the matrix. So in that, it will be like, okay, I've come to the end of my journey. If he tells me that I have to take this pill in order to go further, I'd probably take it at that point in time because it's just another part of my journey. Um, mm-hmm. And Trinity told him on the way over to uh, see Morpheus, like, because Neo has a door open, he's ready to dip out. And she's like, you've been down that road before. You know where it ends. Yep. Just keep your happy ass in this car because I promised I was going to bring you to him safe and sound. Um, and so he takes the pill. You know, he takes the blue pill and it's all, it, it should have been all gravity, except for the fact that uh, as soon as he takes the blue pill, they strap him into a damn chair. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that would have made me feel uncomfortable right there. <laughs> as soon as he took the pill, they're like, strap him down. Just like, wait, what? <laughs> All these people he, said, I said, he said, I said blue. I said blue pill. <laughs> that was supposed to be the safe one. <laughs> All these people come out of nowhere and they strap him down like Oompa Loompas. And he's like, All right, so um, what we gave you was a part of a trace program. And I'm like, that would have been good information to give me before to disrupt yeah. his input output carrier signal so they can pinpoint him like in the real world. And Neo looks at a shattered mirror next to him and it repairs itself. And he's like, did y'all see that? Whoa, there's going to be a lot of woes happening in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of like uh, Drake's album. I'm in the six with all my woes. Um, yeah. And so... Neo, for some reason, and I wonder if this would have happened if he hadn't touched it, but he touches the mirror and the mirror literally jumps onto his skin and starts traveling along his body. And uh, they're like, yo, he's he's freaking out. We need you to get him, APOC. We need you to track him down. We need you to find him. And he's like, I don't have him yet. And uh, Trinity's like, he's going into shock, dog. Like, we're going to lose him. And right before um, he dies, they they locate him. And the silver fluid covers him entirely, moves down his throat, and he blacks out. He wakes up inside of an embryonic pod, hairless and naked, with thick black tubes snaking down his throat, uh, in the back of his head, in his body, and everything. Uh, he also sees... Uh, that his pod is open and that everyone surrounding him, every pod surrounding him are filled with bodies. Um, and then a menacing thing, a hovering robot grabs him by the throat and they snatch all of the, the, the cables out of his body. And then the Nebuchadnezzar, I still haven't figured this part out yet. They snatch all the cables out of his body. It's all gravity. They uh, flush him down a tube into an underground pool of filthy water. And just as he's about to drown in the muck, the Nebuchadnezzar literally plays the crane game, the claw game that you used to play in the, uh, in the arcade and play it perfectly on the very first try and pick him up and pull him out as he's about to drown. And just before he passes out, uh, Morpheus says, so welcome to the real world. Nope. I didn't even think about that being the, the claw game until today. Like, I was like, they played the crane game like a mug. Um, I wish I had their luck, man. That was one for one. Exactly. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I wanted that Nintendo 64 controller. Um, but Neo wakes up the next time and he's like, am I dead? And they're like, nope, you're actually filled with acupuncture. And he's like, why do my eyes hurt? And he was like, why am I getting acupuncture? And he was like, because all your muscles have atrophy because you've never used them. 
And he was like, why do my eyes hurt? And he was like, because you've never used them, dog. I just said that. Like, what the fuck? How long you think? Yeah, this, this had to take at least six months. It took long enough for his hair to grow back, dog. Yeah, that's true. That I is true. There, he came out. He, he got pulled up. He was completely hairless. The first time he came back out, he didn't even have stubble. Like his hair was there. It was just, it was a, a, a crew cut. And then the next time he came back out, um, like when he started getting the Kung Fu lessons and everything, hair. Hair is here. He came out there looking like Roof, like looking like Rufus the Naked Mole right at first. Mm-hmm. But to your point, yeah. I don't know. I, like you said, I think it did take a while, though. It's just crazy that it's crazy that. That, that that all takes place. Like, you're on a ship, you don't even know. Like, I think about that sometimes, and I feel bad, like, I'm one of those type of people, like, I like sleeping, but, like, if I, if I oversleep for, you know, like, sometimes, you know, I try to get eight hours of sleep, you know, sometimes I get that nine, ten hours, I'm like, man, I feel like I wasted a day. Bro, you slept for probably, like you said, months. You was out for months. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you just wake up, and you're like, man, I'm hungry. And he ain't even had no kind of appetite. Like I'm like, bro, I, I I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Like I'm hungry now. And shit, I ate when football started. That was, you know, that was a couple hours ago. I, I can I can eat again. And nah, this man was gone months without eating. And so he comes through, and and uh, Morpheus introduces him to everybody. Um, actually, he wakes up. I'm sorry, and he has a pull, a fucking pin out of his arm, which is gross. Mm-hmm. And then he touches the large socket on the back of his head, and that was gross. And then Morpheus like, yeah, you think it's the year 1999, but it's closer to 2199. But we don't know for sure because it's dark outside. We don't know what part of the year it is, nothing like that. And so um, Morpheus is like, we're really on my ship to Nebuchadnezzar. Welcome. And introduced to everybody, uh, including Tank and Dozer, who are two brothers who were born free uh, at in Zion, the one free city left in the world. Uh, yeah. Morpheus. Post-slavery. Post-slavery. Yeah. They were born free. So then uh, Morpheus uh, says to Neo, you want to learn about the Matrix? Here we go. And he sits Neo down in this nasty ass barber chair. And leans his head back on the place where you will lean. Like, if you've ever been to an old school barber shop, that's the old school barber chair with that that spot that you will lean your head back so you can get a shave and everything. And they lean his head back and then they Morpheus like, you might feel a slight pinch <laughs> as they insert another pin into the back of his head. And he blacks out. And when he comes back to uh, when he comes back to, he's in a world of all white. He's in the construct with the loading platform. And Morpheus is like, this is what he's experiencing of himself right now because the sockets are gone. His hair is grown in. All the plugs are gone. Morpheus is like, this is what you think you're this is what you think of yourself. This is the mental projection of your digital self. Um, and he shows him the modern world. And he's like, this is what you know as the world. And then he's like, this, however, is the desert of the real. At some point in the early 21st century, all of mankind was united in celebrations. They gave birth to artificial intelligence, which is why all of us took a deep breath the first time we saw a robot that could fucking walk. (laughs) But 
uh, a singular consciousness that birthed an entire race of machines. And he's like, one of us started a war. I don't know who. I don't know who to blame for that. What I do know is that at some point, we realized that the machines were powered by solar power. And so we blacked out the sky. I heard one of them TV shows or cartoons or something talks about the world before before it got taken over or something like that. Isn't there one of these Matrix properties that talks about what happened, how the world ended up like that? Maybe. Might be part two or part three. I got to watch those ones again because I didn't love them nearly as much as I love this one. No, it's not the other movies. There's something else in the in the Matrix world that did that. But I don't remember what it was. It might have been the video game. Because they really did try and expand out the universe in every uh, medium. I'm shocked I didn't make a podcast about it. But uh, the he, the machines having no sunlight left, instead we're like, you know what, humans, y'all got a lot of body heat and you got a lot of electricity up in you. And so they started farming humans. Neo doesn't want to hear none right. of this shit and he throws up. <laughs> he passes out again. When he wakes up, it's probably like two months later. Here's my thing, man. How are you supposed to be the one? But bro, you're fighting at everything. Like that's like a, that's like a doctor coming in. He's like, "Hey, man, you're going to be the one that's going to perform surgery on this patient, and you're the you. only person that can do it. The only person that can do it. And every time you, every time they hand you a knife, you just faint because you see blood. Like how 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 was this supposed to be a thing? They're like, "Well, look, don't don't worry. He's he's good. Just give him give him about eight hours." And, and we'll, we'll, we'll eventually, you know, get that taken care of. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, bro, I can't be here. It's time. Time is of the essence. Like, Morpheus said that the whole time. Time is of the es- essence. We, we don't have all this time in the world away from you. But he said, I hear fainting every single time somebody, something get hard or something hurt. And, I mean, he literally looks at Morpheus when he wakes up the next time. It's like, can I go back? <laughs> it's like, No. No, you can't. And that's when he explains to him, like, yeah, we don't bring people out when they're not children, but you're the one. You're it. Um, there was a man. Same who thing he told Niobe. It was the same thing he told Cypher. There was a man who was born <laughs> inside the Matrix who could create his own reality. And it was this man who, saw, who set Morpheus and the others free. And then when he died, the Oracle prophesied that he would return in another form. And that the return of the one would mean the destruction of the matrix. And so Orpheus, Morpheus is like, I, I did what I did because I thought my search was over with you. I found what I was looking for in you. And I found it in you. I found the reasoning. That wife of some of you sees a name. Do we need the singing for the matrix? Yes. You're killing it. So you literally said that this was the Truman Show with Kung Fu Dog. Like, you have no... That's right. So the next day, Tank comes into his uh, into his room and says, I'm your operator. Um, if you are who Morpheus thinks you are, <clears throat> he literally does that. Like, he shakes his fist and he's, like, all excited. He's like, Ugh! it's an exciting time. And he's like, yo, 
I need you to sit in this chair. He sits in the chair, gets loaded up and everything. He was like, these are introductory courses. They're major boring shit. This, however, is jujitsu. And Tank hits the button and Neo's like, I'm supposed to, I'm, I'm learning jujitsu. And Tank was like, watch. And he loads it up and Neo learns it in like eight seconds. And Tank was like, look, Mikey, I think he likes it. And he's like, do you want some more? And Neo's like, hell yes. And 10 hours later, Neo was still learning Kung Fu. And Tank had to sit there through all that shit because somebody had to change out the hard. Yes. Tank had to sit there through all that shit because somebody had to change out the floppy disk every single time he wanted to learn something new. (laughs) $21.99 and they still didn't have like download sites. Um, Morpheus like, I want to test them. So he has them go to a dojo. And the program has rules like gravity, but uh, just like in many computer programs, some rules can be bent while others can be broken. Morpheus tells Neo to hit me. If, if, you, if you think you're bad, hit my hand. That's all you got to do. And the fight was dope. Like the karate in this scene was dope. The running up the wall was dope. The everything about it was excellent. Neo can't hit him, but he gets his ass whooped. Uh, he's lucky he rolled out the way when Morpheus jumped two stories up in the air and then dropped an elbow through us through the ground like it was fucking Super Smash Brothers. Um, so then he takes him to the uh jump test, the jump program. And Morpheus is like, look, you got to just free your mind. This test right here is some bullshit. It's scary as fuck. It's bullshit. And Neo tried to make the jump and couldn't and fell to the ground and bounced, but he's still cut and bruised. And Morpheus is like, that's your mind. Uh, Your mind makes the pain real. Uh, If you die in the Matrix, you die here. Or you die in real life. The body can't live without the mind. That would have been a time for him to faint right there. Exactly, or throw up. Because, dude, I just you know fell saying? off a, off a, off of a, a a skyscraper. I would have thrown up the that whole way been down. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Piss, throw up, shit, all at the same time. And so, um, Cipher's like, you never. So Trinity brings Neo dinner while he's sleeping, and Cipher's like, you never brought me dinner. And Trinity's like, look at you, and then look at me, and then look at him. Basically, is what she's <laughs> thinking. And Cypher's like, if 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 Morpheus thinks he's the one, why hasn't he taken him to see the Oracle yet? And Trinity's like, he will in his own time, dude. Get off his dick. And so they're walking. Neo and May- and Morpheus are still going through the training program, and they're walking through a crowd full of people. And Morpheus is like, look, anybody who's not with us is against us which is indoctrination, but anybody who's not with us is literally against us. And um, Neo is too busy looking at a beautiful woman in a red dress. And Morpheus is like, yo, dude, turn around, look at her again. And he turns around, looks at the woman in the red dress again. And it's an agent with the gun pointed at Neo's face. So every time an agent takes over a person, does Did that they die? person die in real life? I was wondering that too. That's a 
So then Morpheus is like, look around. Basically, anybody who's not us is an enemy. And yeah, I don't know if um, when the agents take over a body, if they die, because they take over people willy nilly. Mm hmm. And I, 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 I think that should be explained further because they will take over a body and then murder like six people. And then just what if they gave you your body back. What if they gave you your body back and then you had next thing you know, you was in handcuffs. Right. Like, like I didn't you, do it. Was like, <laughs> right. The devil made me do it. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. Right. Um, is there video? Yeah. You literally <laughs> killed like 20 people and jumped 20 feet in the air. Right. I didn't know I could do that. Um, <laughs> watch, watch me try. <laughs> this goes to this goes to also show how people are like. I don't know how I lifted that car off of that child. It it just was superhuman strength. Something took over me and I blacked out. Right. Or when you're driving down the freeway, and all of a Is sudden you're further ahead than you are. Just that people say what. Has that like actually happened? Like, is there actual footage of that happening? Somebody lifting the car off the child? Yes. Or is that I'm just sure. something people say? I'm is sure it's like it's, an allegory. I'm sure it's an allegory, but I'm sure that it is somewhere in truth. But it was probably like two people and a pinto. <laughs> but somehow it turned into a bus. Like, I could lift a pinto, I could lift the back of a pinto by myself. But a bus? No. Especially not a bus with people on it, but somehow that story becomes I lifted a truck off your off your sister because she was in trouble and I do what I have to do because I'm I am I am dad. No. So um Neil asks what the agents are, and Morphe is like they're sentient programs that can go anywhere in the system because it's their system. <laughs> um and inside the matrix, there are everyone and there are no one. Uh, and we survive by running from them. But when we find the one, because the agents live in a in a world of rules, they can never be as strong and as fast as Neo can be. And Neo's like, what are you trying to tell me? That I can dodge bullets? And Morpheus like, nope. What I'm telling you is that when you're ready, you ain't even going to have to, my nigga. You can just look that's at something I can see Morpheus like, say. Exactly. I mean, especially after all the or I can see him saying, Mr. Williams. Sorry, I've seen uh Lawrence Fishburne in so many different things that I can picture him wearing a cowboy hat and saying this shit. But the Nebuchadnezzar then is put on an alert because a sentinel is nearby them and they set off an EMP. Um, it's the only uh well, they're they're going to set off an EMP, an EMP, but they hide, and the um, Sentinels go past them. The EMP is the only thing that can stop the Sentinels from completely destroying their ship. Um, and then later on, Cipher. I didn't pick this up the first time I watched this movie, but as I watched it on the fifth time and the ninth time, you recognize from the very beginning that Cipher is not doing a very good job. Of being covert about his operations with the agents, which nah. is why when Neo comes up on him in the next scene, Cypress like, "Oh shit, <laughs> nigga, don't sneak up on me like that. I'll shoot you. <laughs> I will plug you into the matrix and turn your shit off. 
don't do that. And so he's like, uh, Neil's like, can you really read the lines of the Matrix? <laughs> and Cypher's like, dude, I've been doing this so long, I don't even see the lines anymore. All I see is redhead, brunette, blonde. I see you didn't say anything about, you know, any people of color, but you know, there could be people of color who are redheads. Could be. You know, okay. Um, and then he's like, yo, you want a drink? And he gives he gives Neo some Pruno. <laughs> Basically. And he's like, hey, I bet you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, which is why, oh, why didn't I take the blue pill? And Neo's looking at him like, you talk too much, my nigga. And Cypher's looking at Neo like, I probably did talk too much on that one, didn't I? Like, you all have, we all have that coworker who, when you first started your job, tried to pull you to their side by talking shit about everybody else. And then you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, see, I see who you are. I see what mm-hmm. type of person you are. I peep that. And then they're like, I said too much. So now all of a sudden y'all looking at each other kind of side-eyed because they said too much and you heard too much. But yep. um, Cypher asked Neil if Morpheus has told him why he's there yet. And Neil's like, yep. And Cypher's like, what a mind job. You're here to save the world. And Neil's like, nah, I really don't want to talk to you no more. So he dips out, which is what Cypher wanted him to do. Cypher goes into the next thing we see is that Cypher's in a fancy restaurant with Agent Smith in the Matrix. But who the fuck plugged him in? And not only that, to your point, because I just I knew exactly where you were going. You mean to tell me y'all don't have no systems, nowhere that says like, hey. Uh, somebody just jumped in the Matrix. Like, didn't nobody come walking out? Like, the Nebuchadnezzar was just on autopilot. Nobody came walking out looking for Cypher, and nobody was like, yo, what's Cypher doing in his chair right now? Oh, let me pull up the program and see what he's in. Exactly. Nobody did none of that. Exactly. Yo, did anybody notice that there's now an agent in the system? Like, there's nothing that just jumps up like a virus protection program that says there's an agent in your system or that somebody's literally having a conversation. Y'all underestimating the intelligence of Cypher. He know what he's doing. No, he doesn't. Well, I mean, he did say, well, he did say he was in an encrypted, uh, he was in an encrypted, uh, yeah, room and, and, and to be fair, I'm this, this didn't just happen. It didn't just happen overnight. It ain't like all of a sudden, like just randomly, you know, the agents approached him. So to your point, Brandon, I'm pretty sure he probably been working through. He probably been working through this this whole time. So he, he he's he's clearly got to, to a point where he's like, yeah, I know what I know what the sleep schedule is. I know who's on guard. I I, I know I know when to get in and when to get out. Maybe you're right. But yeah, that's even what if you got to do to be a shyster. Even if you are right. Wait, we don't like that word because that was a word that was used as a slur against Jewish people back in the early 30s and 40s. I learned that while I was reading a book. It might have been the cartel. Anyhow, um, we still we, we still ain't explained how the fuck he plugged himself in. Yeah, it's true. That's kind of tough. Like, you can explain all the rest of that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he did say he was in an encrypted room, but he didn't say how he gave himself a stranger. Like, how'd you sit yourself <laughs> down and then yeah, reach behind you and then plug that thing into your head when Neo needed four people to get him into the Matrix? That is true. These are true statements that you you speak the big true true. 
So, and this dude, you're saying that we're doubting his intelligence or we're knocking his intelligence. He said he wants to be somebody smart and relatively rich and important like an actor. And my soul collapsed. <laughs> so he's in there eating this banging looking steak. Like I wanted to make a steak like that because that steak was, it looked like it was an eight ounce. Like that's, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. That steak looked like it was 48 ounces. Yeah, that steak, that steak was thick, man. That steak, steak was thick. That steak was thickety thick. That steak was Megan the Stallion thick. And I w- cooked perfectly, perfectly medium. And he cut into it. And on my TV today, I just looked at him and was like, oh. Mm-hmm. oh. And he was like, you know what? I, I see myself cutting this and I know that I'm not really eating this and that my mind is fixing it up. But ignorance is bliss. And Agent Smith is like, yeah, you tell us where Zion is and uh, how to get the access code for the mainframe in Zion. And Cypher's like, I can't do that, but I can give you Morpheus. And so um, the rest of them are trying to choke down Gruel. And Mouse uh, says that, you know, this maybe this is just like chicken, how chicken tastes like anything because the machine couldn't figure that out. And I was like, oh, that's funny back then because... For some reason, folks would say, you know, this tastes like chicken. Yeah, it tastes, tastes like, like chicken. Good. People still say that. Yeah, people who say that can't cook. Okay, Ooh. that's fair. Because my chicken doesn't taste like my steak. And duck doesn't taste like chicken. And I've tasted enough things to know that if it's prepared right, it does not taste like that. Everything will taste bland if you don't put seasoning on it, though. So if you have one white meat and you don't put seasoning on it, it'll probably taste like another white meat. Turkey tastes like a dry chicken when it's not seasoned properly. Alligator like turkey, does so. taste like chicken, though. That it does. True. It most certainly does. That's Duck? true. No, alligator. Alligator definitely tastes like chicken. You know, I will have it soon. I haven't had it yet. And I will let you know my thoughts. But uh, they... Morpheus interrupts the meal to tell Neo that he's taking to see the, the Oracle. And Morpheus, Trinity, Neo, Apoch, Switch, Mouse, and Cypher are all jacked into the Matrix. And as they walk out of a warehouse um, after answering the phone, Cypher secretly throws his cell phone into the garbage with the phone still on. Um, and Neo asks Trinity if she's ever seen the Oracle on the ride to see the Oracle. And Trinity's like, I have, but I can't tell you what we talked about, which immediately tells you that she was talking about this nigga. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oracle has been with them since the beginning of the resistance, and she was the one who made the prophecy to one, and that Morpheus would be the one to find him. And she could help Neo find the path, he said. And they entered the apartment of the Oracle, just he and Neo. Um, and inside are other potentials, who I guess also have the potential to be the one. So maybe they're two, three, and four, and five. Um, one child is levitating blocks. One is reading, reading Asian literature. One's playing chess. The two in the middle, I don't, I didn't see the excitement of it. Like y'all are flipping pages. Okay, cool. That last nigga though, he's bending spoons. Yeah, with the spoons, man. How do we and know he's not the one? I just thought he was. That's the true. I, I thought, yeah, because I mean, 
Neil was definitely not bending nobody's spoons when he walked up in there. Exactly. And the kid literally turned to him and talked to him like, Ang, like, don't try and bend the spoon because that's ridiculous. <laughs> Instead, you got to see the truth, which is there is no spoon. Yeah, he put he put him on some knowledge, man. Right. And Neil bends the spoon right as he gets called in to see the Oracle. Like you're being taught by somebody else. There is no spoon. Um, the Oracle's in there baking cookies. And the Oracle is an old, not an old black lady, but she is an elder in the church. She's a mother in the church. And she sized Neo up. She looked him up and down. And she was like, do you, do you think you're the one? And Neo's like, I don't know. Like, this nigga just brought me here. Shit. I took the red pill and now I've been eating gruel. And they said it tastes like chicken, but really it tastes like Malta meal. And I can't even check off because they know privacy. And I got this thing in the back of my head and I put my finger inside of it and I got shocked, which was shocking. And there was a bug that came out of my <laughs> stomach. I don't know what I am. And Neo, and Neo says, um do you know and the oracle's like if you think you are and neo smiles and the oracle's like you what what's so fucking funny and neo's like you know what yeah yeah because she got a house full of kids who all think they don't want and so neo's like the neo starts smiling and, and the oracle's like what what's so funny my dude and he's like you know morpheus almost had me fooled into thinking i was the one and she's like, you know what? The thing about Morpheus is that he believes in you so fucking much. So much. He's going to sacrifice himself to save you. One of y'all two motherfuckers is going to die. And you have the choice of, to choose which one of y'all is going to be. While you're thinking about that, take a cookie. Because by the time you get done eating this cookie... You're going to think you're going to feel just fine. You're going to remember you don't believe in fate. And you're not sure if you believe in the matrix. So just have the cookie. And have a smile. But that never happened. What, him finishing the cookie and feeling better? Him not thinking those things. That didn't happen. I don't think he got a chance because as soon as they get back to their jack point, they realize that... um that Cypher's already gone and that the phone line's cut. So he didn't get a chance to feel better because all of a sudden they under attack. Yeah. No, you good. I was just gonna say, what if what if all those kids that was at the Oracle was like kids that, that Morpheus brought over and was like, hey, this is the one, and then was like, nah, never mind. And then he just like dropped them there and it was just like daycare. Like she was just constantly taking care of you, like, oh, he said you're the one, huh? Well, I mean, you're a little low, you know what I'm saying? You can at least get a job. These other ones I got to take care of off my, my, <laughs> my salary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just he just gets them, he gets them, tells all of them, tells their parents, like, hey, your kid can get a D1 scholarship. And then just drops them off because he's like, nah, never mind. You ain't he, tall he enough. Yeah. I, th- I thought you could get a D1 scholarship when you were in first grade and you were taller than everybody else, but you just ended up being a tall first grader. Right. <laughs> So none of the people more uh Neo comes across are particularly trustworthy 
or plausible. Nah, they all, they nah, all, all, of, all of them look suspect. Like yeah, they all seem suspect. I don't know, Tank. Tank seemed like on the up and up. Him and his brother, the only black folks in the movie that don't seem suspicious because Morpheus always seems suspicious. I mean, if a nigga came up to me and said, do you think that's air you're breathing? And then you don't really tell me what the fuck I'm breathing. We got a problem right there. What am I breathing? Yeah, you don't respect me. Yeah, you you, you ain't disrespectful at that point. You ain't just going to drop that gem on me and walk away. You think that's air you're breathing? Yes, the fuck I did. What am I breathing, Morpheus? What is this? I, I, should I hold my breath? What exactly is going on right here? <laughs> and, tell, tell, and then, and then, when Morpheus tells me exactly what I'm breathing, because I'm going to stand on this nigga's back until he says exactly what I am sucking in and what I'm not sucking in. If it's something I don't like, then yeah, me and you, Morpheus, we need to talk. But if it's something that's you know nice and calm and shit, I'm like. Shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. <laughs> like, why would you tell me? You can't tell me. That's like my mom calling me from work and being like, when I get home, I'm whooping your ass. You don't know why. Why am I getting whooped? What did I do? <laughs> like, yes, I thought that was air I was breathing, but they're walking through a room or they're walking, um, they're, they're walking, um, to their jump to their jack point and they're going up to it you know they're going floors up into the hotel uh tank notices something odd in the matrix he's like oh no and neo while he's walking up the stairs sees the same cat cross the room twice and he says deja vu dude this fucked me up because i have deja vu all the time even back then and that got the attention of trinity and morpheus and they explained to him that deja vu is a glitch in the matrix and outside the phone lines cut and mouse runs to a window which has now been bricked in so they're trapped <sighs> the police are coming and mouse picks up two machine guns but he's no match for the police coming in the room and he's riddled with bullets and back on the nebuchadnezzar uh the real mouse spurts blood from his mouth and dies in his chair it was just it was just it was just mass mass pandemonium from there mm-hmm Agents and police stream into the bottom of the hotel. Morpheus had Tank find the layout of the building they were in um, and finds the main wet wall. Um, the agents arrive on the floor that they're on because Cypher left behind a coat, you know, as a clue. Um, and they only find a hole in the bathroom wall because the crew is climbing down the plumbing of the wet wall. And as the police approach, Cypher sneezes. Once more, giving them all away. Tell me again how he's the smartest person in there, Brandon, instead of just being well, the fucking worst. Here's my thing, though. You know, what do you mean? Yeah, he did kind of set that all up. I mean, that's pretty uh, that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart said, on his part. I'm not about to be living in this shitty ass world that we're probably gonna lose this fight when I can make a deal and go back and live and be an important person in the world. And so I'm going to kill everybody. I'm going to get everybody killed because the police open fire through the wall. I mean, that's the only option. And so the crew starts to fire back and an agent takes over to one of the policemen's bodies, reaches through the wall, like punches through the wall and grabs Neo and pulls him back through the wall. 
And Morpheus, who's above Neo in the wall, goes, oh, and he jumps out and he tackles the uh, agent. He tells Neo to run away, tells ne- tells Trinity to get Neo out the building. Um, agent Smith whoops Morpheus's ass. There he does. And then he sends in a bunch of white cops to beat on a black man because extra credit. (laughs) (laughs) Said extra credit. And so Cypher gets back to the Nebuchadnezzar before the others, Neo, Trinity, Switch, and APOC. And Tank attempts to bring the others back, but Cypher attacks him from behind with an electronic, like it looked like a cattle prod from wrestling. Um, and Dozer tries to tackle Cypher, but Cypher electrocutes him as well. Um, and Trinity calls, and instead of Tank answering, Cypher answers. Cypher pulls a headset off of the smoking remains of Tank, and, and, and he's talking shit to Trinity, and he leans over to still form a Trinity in the hovercraft, and he's like, you know what? I hate the real world. I hate the cold. I hate the goop. I hate the war that we're in, but most of all, I hate Morpheus. You never saw this coming, did you? <laughs> you never thought that this was going to happen. He lied to us, Trinity. But you know what? Let me prove to you that he lied to us. Where I'm at, all I had to do is pull the plug from the back of Apoc's head. But where you're at, you got to watch him die. Oh, man, it was cold. He was a cold piece of work, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And he, and then after he kills Apox, Apox drops. He moves over to Switch, and Switch is like, not like this. Not like this. Like, what? How do you know? I think she's saying, not like this about Apox. Like, he ain't supposed to die like this. But guess what? You go on the same way for a moment like this. And she drops. And, you know um, what? You know what really, you know what kills me about this, though? And I don't, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but what kills me about this, bro, there is no fail safes, none whatsoever. No fail safe, like nothing that says, like, hey, in the event of an emergency, pull this trigger or pull this lever, press this button, like nothing. You need you need a fingerprint or a code in order to actually pull the plug out of somebody's head accidentally, because if you try to pull the plug out of their head, they're going to be like, you sure you want to pull that plug out their head? But nope. You know what I'm saying? Like something like, bro. And then you talk, we talk about this is closer to 2021 or 21, whatever. It's like, bro, like this, this stuff has been, this stuff is, I, I can't tell you how many times when I'm working at work and I'm sitting here on an Excel spreadsheet, it says, Hey, are you sure that you want to, do you want to save this before you close it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. But we can't get that. We can't get that in this situation. Huh? And uh, so, too much to ask for. Cypher moves on over to Neo and he's like, if Neo's the one, somebody should rise up and save his ass, right? But nope, nobody's coming. But how can he be the one if he's dead? And so he keeps on monologue. And that was the problem with Cypher. Cypher wanted to monologue. Like, Trinity, just tell me you love me and this will all stop, basically. And she's like, he's like, look, do you believe Neo's the one? And Trinity's like, yes. And Cypher screams back, no. But it's because Tank is still alive and he's brandishing the weapon that Cypher killed Dozer with. And Tank fries Cypher with the electrical device. Um, next thing that we see is that Agent Smith is torturing the fuck or he's about to torture Morpheus. 
talking about the beauty of the matrix and all that. Um, the first matrix was designed as the utopia engineered to make everybody happy. And he was like, it was a disaster. Uh, people wouldn't accept the program and entire crops were lost. And that made me think, were they talking about Genesis? Like from a biblical standpoint? Because they, again, the whole Jesus Christ thing, they set it up so that then it'll be a utopia. People rejected it. In Genesis, they said that, you know, it was a utopia. And then they went and found true sin by eating the apple of knowledge mm -hmm. and ruined it. And okay. so entire crops were lost. And they said, some believed that we lacked the programming language to describe your perfect world. But I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through misery and suffering. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from, which is why the matrix was redesigned. Agent Smith then compares humans to dinosaurs and that evolution is taking hold. Um, and another agent enters and at that point relays that, you know, Cypher has failed. Um, on the hovercraft, they tank realized they're trying to get the codes to the mainframes uh, of, Zion's of Zion's computers from, mate from Morpheus that each ship's captain knows them. Uh, because a breach of Zion's defense will mean that the last remaining vestiges of mankind will be wiped out. Tank is like the only thing we can do is kill Morpheus. We got to unplug him. Um, and if More Cypher, black on black crime. Basically. And um, they decide that if the, the agents deduce that if Cypher's dead, then they know what, he, what they're doing with Morpheus and that they're going to try and kill him. So let's just get some Sentinels out there to kill them first. Mm -hmm. good thought good thought uh tank is doing last rites for morpheus and he's about to pull the plug out of his head to remove the jack and neo stops him because he realizes the oracle's right this is now where he has to make the choice to save himself or to save morpheus uh his choice to head back into the matrix trinity rejects the idea trinity morpheus neo the father the son the holy ghost uh trinity rejects the idea of Morpheus going or Neo going back to save uh, Morpheus that Morpheus gave himself up so Neo could be saved since he is the one God gave himself up Jesus gave himself up so then he could save the whole never mind y'all don't see what I'm saying Neo says however Trinity I'm not the one the oracle told me so and even though she didn't tell him whether or not he was the one. But since Morpheus is willing to sacrifice himself, Neo knows he must do the same. And Trinity decides to come with him, telling Neo that, you know, you'll need my help and I'm the ranking officer on the ship. So they go into a room. Neo, uh, Trinity's like, Neo, nobody's ever done anything like this before. And Neo's like, that's how I know this shit's going to work. And Tank's like, what do you need? And Neo's and like, tank, I tank need was guns. Lots of guns. And they go like an armory just flashes past them. And okay, I understand he said lots of guns, but dude, like when you have racks and rows of guns just flying past them, you know those first 200 guns that flew past them are never going to get used, right? Like, you're not even giving him a choice. Right. Those could have been the ones that he needed. Right. 
Um, meanwhile, Agent Smith continues to talk with uh, Morpheus. At one point, he's like, I need to get out of here. And he like wipes the sweat off Morpheus's head and it's all thick and wet. And... Yeah. It's nasty. It's nasty. That's a nasty scene. Um, but he's like, I hate the stench of this zoo, this prison. Um, he sends the agents out of the room to leave Malama Morpheus. And he's like, you need to get me out of this reality. I'm sure that some element of the humans are going to rub off on me. And if there's no Zion, there's no need for Smith to be in the matrix. So you're going to tell me you're, you're going to die. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Neo and Trinity are walking into the lobby of this building in trench coats. If y'all ever wondered how the trench coat mafia of Columbine got started, they, they did blame parts of it on the matrix. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. Um, I mean, not the situation. I know about the situation, but I'm saying about the trench coats. Yeah. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. And so they come in with two uh, duffel bags full of guns. They try and put them through the metal detectors and they're like, what the fuck? And uh, Neo and Trinity shoot up the entire building. They kill everything moving. It was John Wilk all over again. Right. Then police didn't know what was coming to him. Um, that's a murder scene that will never be explained. Trinity, Neo, Morpheus murdered an entire police force more or less nobody ever asked him about it uh agents brown and jones entered the interrogation room to see smith with his hand still on morpheus's head and they're like the fuck are you doing dude like why just take your headpiece out like downstairs we're getting blown up and he's like oh 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 the humans must be coming to say morpheus um trinity arms a bomb in the elevator and they climb through a hatch on the elevator roof. Um, and they attach a clamp to the elevator cable. Now, right before they drop the elevator, Neo says, there is no spoon. And then he severs the cable <laughs> with a few shots. <laughs> he does. He, like, literally has to say it to himself to, like, remind himself of what he's doing. This is not no, it's real. Just, it's just simple fact. It's just simple fact that, like, the way that you said it, that's, that's what I'm laughing about. But he said it just like that, though. There is no spoon. And so he should it sound like it's like, I, I feel like Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks should have been, should have been uh, Morphe or should have been Neo. That would have been it. That voice right there. You know, and I feel like when uh, Tom Cruise missed out on doing this, he was like, I need to be in the Mission Impossible movies going forward. I need to be like fucking Neo. Because yep. all of a sudden he was climbing buildings with his bare hands and shit. The Mission Impossible series is dope. Um, but the counterweight drops, lifting Neo and Trinity upward, and on the other hand, the elevator with the bomb inside of it plummets all the way down to the ground floor. When it touches down, it sends out a wave of fire that decimates the entire lobby. Here's my question. What's up? How is this the only building in the area that doesn't have a parking garage? Why didn't that elevator go all the way down to the parking garage and kill all the people underneath the building? You know, these are good questions. <laughs> we, we're going to have to consult the Oracle, a.k.a. the, the, uh, the uh, what do you call him, the architect? Pretty much. And so um, a helicopter pilot is yelling Mayday because Neo and Trinity are taking out soldiers like left and right. 
Agent Brown takes over the pilot and appears behind Neo. And Neo shoots several rounds at the agent who does like that slow motion, just dodging the bullet thing, which was tight as fuck in 99. And it's tight now. And it got even tighter when Trinity walked up Trish behind the agent and was like, dodge this, bitch. <laughs> and then Trish Stratus did it in wrestling. Yes. Also, the... Um, well, shout out to Trish Stratus. One of the best. Always a real one. Mm-hmm. And also, after the agent dodges all the bullets, he pulls out his own bullets, and he starts blapping it back at uh, Neo. And instead of being shot, Neo dodges most of the bullets, but two of them nick him. And that's when Trinity walks up behind the agent, and she's like, dodge this bitch, and pulls the trigger and kills him immediately. And he turns back into the helicopter pilot with a hole in his head. Nope. Um... Trinity is like, I've never seen anybody move that fast. Like, you moved as fast as the agents did. And Neil's like, all right, whatever. We need to fly this helicopter. Do you know how to fly a helicopter? And he was like, uh, Trinity was like, give me a second tank. I do now. And so (laughs) they hop on the helicopter and they bring it down to the floor that Morpheus is on. And the helicopter has a minigun in it. Neil opens fire with the minigun and takes out the entire floor. And somehow Morpheus doesn't get hit. Nope. Also, there is water from the from the sprinkler. Sprinkler system is going off because you know the lobby is gone, so it's on fire. So the sprinkler system obviously will come on. And so Morpheus is running through all this rain, falling all this water that's all over the floor, and it's flashing up because it's a lot of water. And he jumps for he 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 breaks his bonds. He, and he breaks through the yeah, yeah. That was the most. That was the most. Uh, what was that? What was that movie? Green Mile shit that I've never seen in my mm-hmm. life. Like they got this man out here, like he got something wrong with him, <laughs> and they got him out here screaming and stuff like that. Like, come on now, why can't we just be strong and black? You know what I'm saying? Why we gotta? Why we gotta sound unintelligent? Like we got extra chromosomes or something every time that a black person want to be strong. So he runs for the helicopter right when he jumps. Like, literally, he's already jumping. They shoot him in the leg, and he leaps, and Neo realizes he's not going to make it. So he ties a rope around himself, and he leaps out of the helicopter, and they hug in midair, and Neo whisks him away to safety. But Agent Smith shoots the helicopter's hydraulic line, and so uh, Trinity's unable to control the helicopter anymore. But she gets it close enough to drop Neo and Morpheus on a rooftop. And Neo, because there is no spoon, grabs the safety line of the helicopter as it falls towards a building. And Trinity severs the safety line connecting Neo to the helicopter and drop and jumps onto it herself, smashing into the glass as the helicopter smashes into the side of a building causing a bizarre ripple in the fabric of the of the building's reality as it does and tank sees this all happen on the ship and he's like i knew he was the one neil hauls trinity up to him and he's like do you believe it now trinity morpheus asks like you see what i see and uh neil tried to tell him that the oracle told him the opposite but morpheus like she told you what you need to hear dude if she lied to you she lied to you i still believe it i've been looking for you since you was a baby since i was a baby since we was a baby you know how many tanks i opened up looking for you 
opened up one tank and it was my mama dog that was awkward she was all naked and shit <laughs> had like this plug in the back of her neck and she was naked and she said that when i woke her up she was having a dream about lionel richie she wanted me to plug her back in i had to put her back in i never told nobody about that you have to you ever you ever have to plug your mom back into something it's embarrassing dude i had to plug my mama so anyway uh they call Tank and tells them that, you know, there's a phone in the subway nearby y'all. So they are on their way to the subway. The agents arrive on the rooftop, but finally the safety harness in line. Um, and even though Agent Smith is mad, the other two are just fine because the trades have been completed in the real world and the Sentinels are coming to attack the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, in the subway, they quickly find the phone booth and Morpheus exits out first. It should be ladies first, but, you know, they need to talk. So a wino who's sitting in the subway sees this occur. Um, and on the rooftop, Agent Smith locks in their whereabouts through the wino and he appropriates his body. He literally culturally appropriates this white man's body. Just eminent domain, bitch. <laughs> Just takes over his body. I'm, I'm laughing because this guy's already a wino and now somebody's taking over his body and is trying to murder somebody and then he gets murdered and now the wino's dead and that's not funny. It's sad. It's funny. And sad. So the phone rings again and Trinity leaves but before she leaves she confides to Neo that the reason why she knew that that he was the one um, is and then She doesn't get to say what that thing is, what the reason was, because she picks up the phone just she sees Agent Smith coming and Agent Smith shoots through the earpiece of the phone. So now it's impossible for Neil to exit there. Um, Instead of running, which Trinity tells him to do as she looks on from the ship, Neil turns around to face Agent Smith and they empty their guns on one another. They both miss. They then move into close combat um, and they're trading blows and Neil sweeps uh agent smith's head like jumps in the air and does an air sweep with Rex's glasses and agent smith says i'm gonna enjoy watching you die mr anderson they trade more blows with smith hitting neo so hard that he spits up blood in the matrix and in the chair and trinity's like he's killing him actually she sounded a lot like adrian in all the rocky movies rocky um but neo gets back up and sets himself and beckons Smith to start again. And this time it's Neo who just who is dropping D's on Agent Smith, but Agent Smith counters and throws Neo into a wall and then hits him with body blows. And then a sub tra- a subway train announced itself by you know blowing a horn. And Smith has an has the idea of throwing Neo into the subway tracks and then drops down there himself and he puts Neo in a headlock. And in the glow of the oncoming subway, he says, you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That's the sound of inevitability. It's the sound of your death. Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. There were so many people in the 90s who were calling themselves Mr. Whatever after this movie came out that it was like, dude, stop. So Uh, is he supposed to be Thanos? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Because, I mean, Thanos was right. And it was just more execution. The Matrix just really wants to <clears throat> keep the status quo. 
If you yeah, Thanos us, was right. It was just a poor. It was it was just poor execution. Yeah, he didn't. Like the, explain the, it the thought process was right. Yeah, like the process was right. Like I understand you want you want to make sure that you know the world can you know you're you're helping the world kind of maintain its perfect balance. Yeah, like I get that part. It's just like you can't go around snapping fingers and then just killing people. Like that was the problem right there. Like and like somebody yeah, said, snap your finger and make more food. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the power that you should have been looking for, not the power to kill everybody, you know. So that's what I say. It was it was a good it was a good good thought, just horrible execution. And so Neo's like, my name is Neo. And he propels them into the ceiling of the tunnel and they fall back down. And Neo backflips off the tracks, which causes Agent Smith to get hit by the train. Uh, and Neo heads for the stairs. But by this time, Smith has already appropriated another body. Because what's what's another body? Seriously, like it's it's like a it's like he got a body count out of this world, basically. And so, um, the Sentinels at this time have also arrived to attack Nebuchadnezzar, and there's five of them, and they see it, and it's coming fast. And Morpheus tells Tank to charge the EMP, and Trinity's like, "Yo, if you use that, Neo's dead." And Morpheus like, don't worry, he's going to make it. I know this, dude. He's the one. That's my dog. Like, I got faith that you will never understand in that white man. <laughs> Neo swipes a cell phone from a nearby person, and he calls Tank, and he's like, Mr. Wizard, get me the hell out of here. Um, and he runs through a crowded market, and agents are just appropriating bodies. They're just like, you and you and you. And they're chasing him down a dark alley, and he kicks in the door and rushes through an apartment complex. Um and 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 one of the agents takes over an old woman's body and throws a knife at Neo. <laughs> Neo jumps out the window and keeps running. On the Nebuchadnezzar, the Sentinels have arrived and they begin to tear the ship apart. And in the Matrix, Neo arrives back at the heart of the city hotel and Tank tells him to go into room three hundred three. Um, the Sentinels breach the hull of the ship. They're inside, and Trinity is standing next to Neo's body in the chair and begs him to hurry. Neil reached room 303 and enters, and he's immediately shot point blank in the gut by Agent Smith, who empties the magazine into Neil's body, and Neil slumps to the floor dead. On the ship, Neil's vital signs drop to nothing, and Morpheus is like, it can't be. And Agent Smith instructs the others to check Neil, and one of them says he's gone, and Agent Smith says, goodbye, Mr. Anderson. The Sentinel's lasers are cutting through the major parts of the hovercraft and Trinity leans over his dead body and she's like, Neo, I'm not afraid anymore. The reason why I know that you're the one is because the Oracle said, I will fall in love with the one and I love you. So you can't be dead. Do you hear me? I love you. And she kisses him. And in the chair, he suddenly breathes and in the matrix, he opens his eyes and Trinity's like, get up. This is Jesus rising from the dead. <clears throat> And the agents hear Neo rise up behind him and they open fire. And he's like, no. He says it calm as fuck, too. Like, no. He puts up his hand. He stops the bullets in midair. They drop harmlessly to the floor. And now he can see everything. And they're like, what's happening? And Morpheus like, he's the one. Duh. He sees the agents and sees everything for what it really is, which is just code. And Agent Smith is hella mad. And he runs over to Neo and attacks him. And Neo's blocking this shit with one hand before he sends Smith flying with one well-placed kick. And then he leaps into Smith's body and appropriates him. 
and then busts out of them and shells and and agent smith explodes into a sea of code and uh agent brown and jones look at each other and just like fuck this shit and they run away <laughs> that's probably the smartest thing they could have for themselves they nah. didn't want no smoke and so now the sentinels are fully inside the ship and they're right above trinity and morpheus and in the matrix neo sprinting back to the ringing phone in the room but i'm like if you're the one can't you just get back here's my thing too man how do you where where all where where does what is the generic phone number because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a number, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just call him. Like, hey, man, just call me, bro. All right, cool. We're just going to hit the number 514, and that means get me out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do they just magically just call? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's calling who? How y'all call? How y'all connect to each other? If if I called this number, would I get tank? You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Like, that's a real question. Would I get tank if I called that number? Um, I'm just saying. But Morpheus engages the EMP, uh, but Neo makes it back just in time. And now um, there's a telephone call that happens, and it's they're trying to trace the program, but they can't. It says system failure. And then it's Neo over the system failure saying his last lines. And then Neo hangs up the phone and looks around at everybody and then he puts on his glasses, looks up, and then he takes flight. That's one probably one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite parts. Yep. This movie is an absolute classic cute from end to end. Like, I have no complaints about this movie. I do have a question, though. Matt, who's your MVP of the movie? MVP of the movie, man. It's got to be... It's... It's gotta be Neo. Like I love Neo. I love I love I love Keanu Reeves. I love everybody that was in this movie. I think they did a really good job casting. But it's gotta be Neo. Like Neo literally came in. Like, now, granted, his voice was annoying, and you know what I'm saying. Like there was some stuff that you know they kind of had him doing that you just like, what the fuck, Neo? But you know what I'm saying. Ultimately, he's the he's the man. Like I, I don't think he's he's my guy. He's my guy. Brandon, who you got? I have Trinity. Okay. Because Trinity kicked off the movie. Mm-hmm. And she set the tone for the movie. Okay. And, you know, ultimately, Morpheus wasn't the person who knew who the one was. The Oracle told her she was going to fall in love with the one. Yes, so that's true. That is true. I'm going to stick with Neo, even though I still say Agent Smith could be it as well. Um, I really did like Agent Smith in this movie all the way through, but well, he was necessary. Yeah, so I, I got I got uh, Neo as well. Um, Carrie Ann Moss twisted her ankle while shooting one of her scenes, but didn't tell anybody until after filming, so they wouldn't recast her. Which meant she did that whole movie on a twisted up ankle, which is dope. Dedication uh, to your craft. This movie uh, swept. All of the categories it was nominated for at the Academy Awards. Um, let's see what else. In 2012, this was selected by the U.S. Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry Archives. Lawrence Fishburne said that he doubted that a movie like this would ever be made because it was so smart. He didn't understand why everybody else found it confusing. 
I'd be feeling like he'd just be saying stuff sometimes. Right. Like, okay. You're just saying this is you play furious styles. Like, you just want to sound smart, dog. Okay. I feel you. Uh, for the first 45 minutes of the film, Neo has 80 lines. 44 of those lines are questions. Oh, wow. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Will Smith was approached to play Neo, but he turned down the offer in order to star on Wild Wild West. <laughs> he later admitted at the time he was not mature enough as an actor and that if he was given the role, he would have messed it up. He has no regrets saying that Keanu was brilliant as Neo. Sandra Bullock had been offered the role of Trinity, but she nah. turned it down. She turned it down. Wait for it. Because Will Smith was in the film. Oh, so she turned it down being racist. <laughs> and, then, and then she ended up screwing herself. Well, yep. there you go. There she you go. That's why they say racist never pro- racist, racism never prospers. She regretted her decision because had she had been cast, she would have been reunited with Keanu Reeves, who she started with in Speed. Mm. Um, let me see. What else? What else? This movie was shot almost entirely in Sydney, Australia. Australia, okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Prior to pre-production, Keanu Reeves suffered a two-level fusion of his cervical spine, which had begun to cause paralysis in his legs, requiring him to undergo neck surgery. He was still recovering by the time of pre-production, but he insisted on training. Reeves trained hard and even requested training on days off. However, the surgery left him unable to kick for two out of the four months of training. As a result, Reeves did not kick much in the film. He kicked By the ass. Middle, right? By the middle of 2002, <laughs> the famous bullet time sequence had been spoofed in over 20 different movies. Oh, wow. Not, not, not counting how many TV shows and stuff like that did it too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the climatic subway fight scene between Neo and Agent Smith went 10 days over schedule. Carrie Ann Moss, following this movie, found it impossible to go outside wearing sunglasses as that caused her to be instantly recognized. Oh, we're rich people problems. And the hotel and room number where Neo's told to go after the fight in the subway are the same as those where Trinity awaits the police in the beginning of the movie. Hmm. I think that's a good place to sum it up. Matt, tell them again where they can find you at. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk, the numbers one and two. Um, like I said, I, I post all my new content, new episodes drop every single uh, Monday. Well, unless I'm on hiatus, I do take season hiatuses from time to time. But um, but normally episodes drop every Monday on uh, you know Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everything like that. So you can uh, you can follow me on my social media handles, and uh, you can find me on those platforms and any other place like. Bullfrog or Froghorn or whatever, Leghorn, whatever that one is. Bullfrog, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. But you can follow follow me and find me on any one of those. So, uh, yeah, like I said, come uh, come find me. 
Johnny Depp was Lana and Lily Wachowski's first choice for Neo. I, I, I do remember hearing that, though. I do remember hearing that, that, that Johnny Depp had a chance to, to do it. I'm glad that he didn't. Um, I think that I don't know what movie if, if he was working on another movie at that time, but I'm glad that he didn't do it just because I feel like I don't know, man. I feel like th- th- I feel like you know some some casts come together and you're just like it had to have been this cast. Mm-hmm. Like it just ha- it had to be these people. This is what it is. Like it just had to be them. So I just I'm glad that it wasn't anybody else. Because what if what if like at that time like Johnny Depp was getting ready to start recording. Now I know it's years, but like. What if, like, at that time, like, Johnny Depp was getting ready to do Pirates of the Caribbean, and they were like, oh, you can do Pirates of the Caribbean, or you could do uh, Matrix, and he's like, oh, well, I'll do the Matrix, and then they were like, okay, well, now Keanu, you can go over here and go do Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be weird. I couldn't see Keanu Reeves in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Also, I couldn't see Johnny Depp doing this, because in this point in time, between the Pirates of the Caribbean and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, he was playing a more... He had a he had a different role, like he was more flamboyant uh, in his roles in both of those movies, and I, I think he might have tried to carry that over to Neo, and it wouldn't have worked at all. You know who could have been a new, if they were going to do it like this for the first time. You know who I could have seen being a uh, being Neo, given some recent success and fame, uh, Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds could have pulled it off. He also will make a good Agent Smith. Yep. Either one. I just think he would have been good in this movie. In an online interview, when the film was first released, the Wachowskis realized or uh, revealed that they would both take the blue pill if given the choice. See? So, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. Um, We got uh, the next Matrix movie next week. The, the revolution or whatever it's called yeah yeah no no problem man like i said i appreciate you i appreciate you having me on i always i, I love talking movies and uh like i said like uh like the banter that you guys have so it's 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 cool i appreciate you guys having me the cool thing is we got you down for like three more movies if you for those y'all who don't know matt has been waiting for this movie for like five months like from the no. time that you first saw the list. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, last, last, last thing, last thing. Gary Oldman was considered for Morpheus at one point, as was Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh. Now that would have been tough. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they still cast it right. I yeah, still think too. they cast it right. Because I, I, Samuel L. Jackson does a lot of things. Um, but I just I don't I don't see him like at that point because then he would have been trying to do because you know he would have came in and he would have been Samuel Jackson so he would have been like all right so I'm looking at my script right now and I don't see I don't enough see any, yeah enough motherfuckers like where is it at like I need somebody to sit down and shut up bring in Quentin Tarantino and let's make this movie right <laughs> let's make hey, this look, movie make movies great again let me go ahead and plug like five uh, motherfuckers in here and a few niggas no. Right, exactly. <laughs> Keanu Reeves would be like, I'd be honored to be called. And he's like, what'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, you can email the show at hindsight 
movie at gmail.com. That's R E V U E S. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at 916 633 1537. Uh, you can leave a review for the show on Podchaser, then copy and paste that in the Apple Pods, and then copy and paste that into Good Pods. Um, you can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or again on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip there. All tips go towards buying movies for this show and buying books for Ratchet Book Club. Um, yeah, I think that's about it on um for Matt and for Brandon, who had to dip out a little bit earlier. I'm Derek. Thank you all so much for checking us out. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.